This episode of Kiwi Rider Podcast is brought to you by Motorcycle Awareness Month. Spring is in the air, and we all know what that means. Bikes are back. The weather is warmer, and it's a great time to get back out there. It's also Motorcycle Awareness Month. This year, it's all about riders standing together. Wear something yellow to show you're behind the message. Welcome to Kiwi Rider Podcast. My name's Ray Heron. Great to have you along. Later on in the story, Matthew Day Gillett had a chance to have a chat with Birch himself, Chris Birch, after his silver class winner win at Romaniacs. We'll bring you that story, but right now, Matt himself has been trying out some Michelin Tracker tyres on his CRF 250L rally. Let's bring you that story right now. the track on trackers. Looking to tackle more than dirt roads on a CRF 250L rally, Matt has fitted Michelin's tracker tyres in search of adventure. After another summer of touring about on my trusty little CRF 250L rally, my tyres were starting to look a little sad. While just within legal specs for a waff, the rear hoop was starting to get a little slippery. While fun to muck about on, going into the colder months with a list of tracks to try and conquer, it was clear the old rubber was not going to cut it for long. After a quick email to Kiwi Rider publisher Veg, a set of Michelin trackers were soon on their way from Michelin distributor Northern Accessories to Hamilton dealer Boyd Motorcycles for fitment. Seriously, why struggle to fit tyres yourself and get all sweaty when you could have someone who actually knows what they're doing do it while you ogle the latest and greatest hardware from the likes of KTM, Suzuki and BMW, plus more. After just enough time to work my way around Boyd's floor and accessories building, the tyres were fitted and I was ready to start my next round of adventures on the little Honda. When it comes to what the tyres are, the Michelin trackers replaced the AC10s in the French manufacturer's lineup in 2019 and builds on that tyre with better all-round performance without losing out on durability. That means that although they have an aggressive knobbly dirt design, the tracker is road legal, offering serious dirt performance for bikes under 690ccs with lower capacity dual sport bikes like the DRZ400S being the prime target of the Michelin for this hoop. Michelin states careful attention has notably been paid to its tread pattern and crown, which has been reinforced to shrug off the knocks associated with off-road riding. The 36-block tread pattern is meant to optimise handling performance and resistance to wear, while also ensuring the versatility to cover a wide range of terrain. The tie bars that connect the blocks provide added protection and upgraded resistance to impact while the tracker's two-ply construction combines reduced weight with superior ride comfort and directional precision. These are by far the most aggressively off-road focused hoops I've put on the Honda to date. That means I'm not expecting huge kilometres to roll beneath them, but rather a step up in terms of grip off-road and the ability to get to the challenging tracks I want to go and explore over the coming months. The plan. So what is the plan to put these tyres, and me, to the test? My goals are to spend most of my time with these tyres closer to home than riding to all the corners of the country. First up on the list are a couple of local tracks that have been in the back of my mind for a while now. 
the popular Thompson's track near Matamata, and the Warren of Trails in the Nevesville area on the Coromandel. Both are infamous for thick and or slippery mud, and with my terrible bike fitness and average skills, the trackers will have their work cut out for them to get me to the end of the trail. Riding gravel roads is fun and all, but can you really call yourself an adventure rider if you don't push yourself from time to time? The other goal for my time on the trackers is to actually get out on some trail ride action, where I can get down and dirty in the relative safety of a group of mates. That means I'll be signing up to join a berm buster before the end of the year, and we'll find out why these massive trail rides are so well regarded. First impressions. My first decent ride didn't actually feature any dirt at all. I needed to get to the mount from Cambridge to grab a test bike. I settled up on the rally in the rain on brand new knobblies. And to my surprise, the trackers weren't terrifying to ride in these circumstances and held on much better than I expected. The tyre profile is such that you don't suffer too much of that drop-in feeling with the trackers compared to other road-legal knobblies I've tried. Sure, you do get a decent bit of tyre whine as your speed increases, but you would get that with any knobbly tyre, and I think that's part and parcel of the experience. I've been running slightly higher pressures on the road by a couple of PSI, as I've heard the trackers respond well to higher pressures. So far, so good. Moving into the gravel and a bit of clay as I jumped off the main highway on the way home from the mount, I was quite surprised to find I wasn't kicked in the butt for extra pressure. Michelin trackers? More like Michelin tractors. These things hook up great in the dirt, and while the clay is still a surface that is slippery, the way the knobs bite in meant I could lazily chug my way up a clay hill on the side of State Highway 29 with confidence. I've got a plan and some killer tyres that look the part on the rally. Time to get into some real dirt and put it all and myself to the test. Just interrupting this episode of Kiwi Rider Podcast to let you know it's spring. Have you thought about your motorcycle insurance? Protector Insurance do a massive range of motorcycle insurance. It's motorcycle insurance by motorcyclists for motorcyclists with some awesome benefits like they can give you the booking fee for your Ride Forever course back. They can cover not only your bike but your gear as well and they can do track day cover. So check out protectorinsurance.co.nz and get a quote today. I was incredibly surprised I even saved money on my policy. Protectorinsurance.co.nz That's P-R-O-T-E-C-T-A insurance.co.nz And thanks Protector for sponsoring this episode of Kiwi Rider Podcast. Unplanned Victory Words by Matthew Day Gillett from Kiwi Rider August Volume 2 2022 Chris Birch entered the silver class of the Red Bull Romaniacs 2022 to just have a bit of fun. But it wasn't long before the former gold-class winner found himself leading the pack. Since winning Red Bull Romaniacs in 2010, Chris Birch has travelled multiple times to the Hardened Juro's flagship event in Romania. However, since his last crack at the Premier Gold Class in 2015, the KTM Adventure Ambassador has largely taken a step back from the competition side of the Enduro world. After two years of largely missing out on making the pilgrimage to Romania, Birchie found himself nearing the tail end of a three-month European trip with the opportunity to ride at Romaniacs as the final cherry on top of the cake. 
The plan was initially to chaperone a friend of mine's daughter through the Atom class, he explains. They kind of go to Romaniacs as a family. They've done it before as a father and son team, and his daughter wanted to race as well. So, okay, I thought I'd ride with Vanessa, and it will be fun from my side of things. I'm keen to go back and catch up with everyone, and kind of keen to see how the event's rolling out. So, I was thinking it would just be kind of a cruise around the Atom class with her, and we'd have a good time. But she got sick, and school got really busy, and she just didn't have enough time on the bike. So then we decided as a team it wasn't the right time for Vanessa to do it. Things had changed. With his original plan in in tatters, Birchie did what all good riders do. He adapted his line. With Purtling along in the Atom class sounding less fun without his young charge, he decided to turn things up a notch and re-entered himself in the silver class. With one of the country's best riders and a former Romaniacs champion to boot, Chris isn't shy about how much the game has changed since his last competitive outing in Romania in 2015. There is such a huge gap between the gold class and silver class now, Chris explains. To ride in gold now, I would need to take like six months to get ready for a sort of thing like that. It needs to be a real solid effort, and I just don't have that sort of time available to me. Gold has to be really, really difficult, because it's part of the FIM Hard Enduro World Championship. A good way to show the difference is with this famous hill climb called the Long Walk Up. The first time they put it in, it took, I think, about an hour and a half to get up and only two of us actually managed to get up it. The rest of the field couldn't get up and ended up taking a penalty to go around it. This year, the gold class went up it, and the top time was six and a half minutes. The current generation of riders coming through have worked their whole lives towards it. It's not something they kind of do as well as. It's what they're all about. That changes everything. But then again, you've still got Graham Jarvis making them all look stupid. A huge part of how the gold class riders have become so good has been tyre development, Chris explains. There was one big long river section, I remember from Racing Gold, that's now in silver. You could only just get up it, like you were riding on a stepladder, and only able to move metres at a time, dragging and lifting your asses up with the old tyres. With the modern tyres, you can stop, regain your balance, let the clutch out, and just get going again, and you can ride straight up. Not the usual bike. These days, the Romaniacs fuel consists of almost exclusively riders astride 300cc two-stroke machinery. Because Chris's intention for Romaniacs 22 was never to be competitive, just to have a good bit of fun and make some memories, he went old school and took along the enduro bike that he just happened to have at the time, the KTM 500XCF. Not only did Chris Birch win the silver class of Romaniacs after not even planning to be riding that class, he did it on a bike that is more likely to be found kitted up for lightweight adventure riding than taking on a hard enduro circuit. With all the time in Europe, he said to KTM, hey, I need an enduro bike while I'm over here, can you help me out? And they said, sure, would you be happy with a 500? So long as it was orange and an enduro bike, I was happy, he says. Then all of a sudden, we were riding this thing in Romaniacs. It was the only 500XCF, and I think the only four-stroke in the silver class. To top things off, the big four-banger was in mostly stock condition, with Chris only performing the basics any of us would do for trail riding a bike when it came to modifications to prepare for Romaniacs. 
This meant the stock tyres were binned for a set of Chris's favourite Midas tyres, along with the usual basic suspension and gearing changes topped off with a gripper seat cover. I think the KTM head office was pretty stoked with our result. KTM's whole thing is ready to race, and we did virtually no modifications to the bike. It was essentially a stock bike, he says. We basically got it out of the box and went racing. The smaller front sprocket was for the more technical riding sort of thing. But that was also a big part of trying to keep the heat out of the engine as well. One thing I was really worried about was cooking the engine and overheating the clutch. So, by really lowering the gearing quite a bit, I was able to do a lot more on the throttle and just leave the clutch alone. A bit of a sleeper. So after seven years away from competing at Romaniacs, Birchie rocked up to the start line on the big 500 with a grin under his helmet and received a few sideways glances from those not in the know as to who they were dealing with. For Chris though, it was kind of a homecoming. The whole thing was just so much fun, he says. We had a lot of fun riding with Pat Dillon. He's another New Zealander who raced in the silver class. And Grant Herbert, who was riding silver class as well. He's possibly the world's happiest enduro rider. It was really cool to hang out with them and have other Kiwis there taking part in it. Despite his high level of skill, Chris went into the silver class with a few preconceptions as to how the big 500 was going to perform. It really surprised me, he told us. There was stuff that I thought it was going to be really terrible for, but it was actually absolutely fine. I thought it would be a real handful on those downhills because Romaniacs has an insanely steep and long downhill section. The only issue I had was on, I think, day three, when I boiled the front brake on one of those downhills. It was the first time in all of my life that I'd ever boiled the front brake, but other than that, it was actually fine on the downhills. Going along the slippery rock riverbeds was quite hard work, but coming up them, it was actually really good. I ended up pulling in a lot of time on these guys on the long uphill riverbeds. The 500 motor gives the chassis a lot of stability, and it wasn't deflecting off the rocks quite as much. Interestingly for Birchie, where he thought the 500 EXCF would really shine turned out to be where he lost the most ground to his fellow silver class competitors. I thought it would be really good on the big straight horsepower climbs, but it wasn't, and that's where I lost most of my time. On those big horsepower climbs, the challenge is to keep traction and keeping the thing straight, so you're making a lot of corrections through the shoulders and body. The extra inertia in the bike actually made it harder to correct. That happens 10 times in a row and you've lost momentum, where the two strokes just keep going. So even though we had all that power and all that torque, it was hard to keep it on balance and keep it moving forward. So the two-stroke guys would just ride away from me on those hill climbs. Winning wasn't the plan. The whole thing was just to have so much fun. I've only ever ridden Romaniacs in the gold class. In gold, you get into the open, easier, flowy stuff, which is really good fun. But you're always trying to hold back and be conservative in those areas so that you're prepared and ready for when the next onslaught of terrible stuff comes. I had that mindset for a while, thinking, don't get too carried away here, the next terrible bit is just around the corner. But being in silver, I realised after doing it for a bit that I could actually ride it all. So it was still really challenging and difficult, but I wasn't having to push, I could actually ride it all. So I was like, okay, I don't have to worry about energy conservation quite so much, I can just enjoy every trail and enjoy the whole thing. So it was like, this trail is really fun, let's hook into it. And I had the freedom 
to get into it without that feeling I was burning too many matches and needing to hold back. The whole thing was just way less stressful. After the first day, I was like, oh no, I'm competitive. That wasn't the plan. The plan was to just go back and have some fun. These days, I don't really enjoy getting into the whole racing mindset. I don't like the stress that comes with racing too much. And I was thinking, God, we're back into it again. At the end of day four, and despite never intending to have a serious attempt at the event, Birchie climbed the final hill climb onto the top step of the podium. He might not have been on the optimum bike for hard enduro, and he certainly didn't start out with aspirations to win. But Chris Birch has proved that you can have a lot of fun and still win at the end of it all. While the pandemic put a halt to Kiwis heading to Romania for the last couple of years, 2022 saw a number of riders making the pilgrimage to take on the hard enduro OG. Mike Skinner, longtime Romaniac and track manager for the event, claimed 16th in the gold class this year and the only Kiwi competing in the toughest class and a true Romaniac. Along with Birchie in the silver class were four other Kiwis, with Patrick Dillon coming in 23rd place, Dale Bailey coming in 34th, Trent Burgess in 36th, and the world's happiest enduro rider Grant Herbert rounding out the Kiwi silver class contingent in 54th place of 106 riders. For more on this story and photos, check out Kiwi Rider Magazine, August 2022, Volume 2. These two stories in today's podcast come from Kiwi Rider Magazine, August 2022, Volume 2. Go to kiwirider.co.nz to check out more. Matt's website, onthrottle.co.nz. He's got links to all his videos up there. Uh, I haven't brought you anything personally this episode, but I've got some stuff coming up. You can check out my website, motonz.com. This is Kiwi Rider Podcast. Great to have you along. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. If you want to get hold of us, you can email me, podcast at kiwirider.co.nz, or you can get hold of us on social media. We're on Facebook. Instagram and TikTok as well. Just search out Kiwi Rider Podcast. I've been Ray. This is Kiwi Rider Podcast. Get the rubber side down, throttle on, and we'll catch you in seven days' time. Spring is in the air, and we all know what that means. Bikes are back. The weather is warmer and it's a great time to get back out there. It's also Motorcycle Awareness Month. This year, it's all about riders standing together. Wear something yellow to show you're behind the message. And thanks to Motorcycle Awareness Month for sponsoring this episode of Kiwi Rider Podcast.